Dallas-Fort Worth. ...of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. Going into Labor Day weekend, seems like we were just talking about Memorial Day weekend, but here we are, moving through summer very quickly. Still technically summer on the calendar, but as we know, Memorial Day, the unofficial start of summer, and Labor Day, the unofficial end of the summer season, really, in America. I do hope you have a blast and a safe Labor Day weekend. If you are going to be traveling at all, we'll give you some news about what to expect. Travel in the news. Weather-wise, it's going to be very hot this weekend in certain parts of the country, so it'll feel like the middle of summer, especially in the northwest and on the west coast in certain parts of the south as well. On the program, it is a Friday. Always great to catch up with our president and chief operating officer, Doug Keck from EWTN, taking a look at programming. We'll also have him give a big shout-out to the family celebration and the radio conference, which is coming up at the end of the month already. Can't believe it. Fact Check Friday, I want to air for you this very powerful statement from the Connecticut Catholic Conference in response to the undercover videos that were released this week from Project Veritas involving an assistant principal in Connecticut who has since been put on administrative leave because he was caught undercover saying some very, very discriminatory statements, including the fact that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically says that he avoids hiring Catholics or anyone over 30. He tries to really hire younger people because they're much more malleable and he can basically get them to eventually adapt to his way of thinking. Now, there's a lot to talk about in terms of how the media will follow up on this. Now, Project Veritas, as promised, did drop another video on their website about a private school in New York, Trinity School, which is not a Catholic or Christian school, so to speak, but it's a very expensive school which promises parents a balanced education for their students. And it's pretty, well, I wouldn't say it's shocking considering where we are again in this country, but how blatant they are and how freely they talk about this it's eye-opening and I hope people are getting a clue of just how far gone we are in this country and how we need to stand up for truth and for life and for faith and for family but my focus on Fact Check Friday will be the ways that the media can and should because we'll be doing that in Catholic media the way that the secular media should also be following up on this story because Project Veritas just handed them I think Pulitzer Prize winning material in terms of following up on this with the politicians, with the school board, with the school itself, which is promising all these investigations and going all out with these statements saying we don't support this. Well, if they don't support it, one of my questions would be, why would this assistant principal be so very comfortable when you listen to the audio or look at what he actually said in talking with someone who's new? It's it's a stranger. He knew apparently he knew he was being interviewed. But I'm not sure the the whole basis of how that was set up or whatnot. Obviously, it was undercover. But he's very nonchalant about it. Yeah, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And this is how I need to get to the students. So this is why we don't hire these people. I mean, it's blatant discrimination. It's age discrimination when he mentions nobody over 30, but it's also religious discrimination. And it's illegal. So it, how long is he going to be on administrative leave? What kind of an investigation is going on? What kind of atmosphere exists at the school and in the school district that allows someone to be so open and so free in more than one setting? Because you don't get that comfortable if those kinds of open thoughts 
are unwelcome. And then we'll wrap up with Reverend Monsignor David LaPuma. I had the opportunity to meet him last weekend at the beautiful Divine Murphy Conference at this amazing shrine and basilica of Our Lady of Victory. They are having a celebration, and we're going to talk about the Shrine and Basilica, but also about Federal Father Baker and his amazing work. So looking forward to catching up again with Monsignor Lapuma. That's coming up at 39 minutes past the hour. I do want to say a big birthday shout out to our beautiful grandnieces. Liliana and Francesca Green are six years old today, September 2nd. I can't believe it. Cannot believe it. And I don't know if you recall, but Andrew pulled this clip. I recorded them Gosh, I think it was over two years ago when they like said hello uh, to all the listeners out there. Andrew, do you have that? Hello, my name is Francesca. Hello, my name is Liliana. And we're missing it too, and Teresa. <laughs> They're even cuter in person. Now, that was like when they were three and a half, four years old. They're six now. So if I can get them to settle down for like 30 seconds, they have their big party tomorrow, the big Principessa party, princess party. Maybe we can record another uh, hello to the audience. But anyway, happy birthday, girls. Aunt Tree Tree and Uncle Dami love you, and we'll see you, God willing, tomorrow at your big birthday party. All right, again, the program today, Doug Keck, Fact Check Friday, Monsignor LaPluma, and you all on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Weather-wise, well, it is going to be very warm, especially if you are in the west and northwest. Let's see what the weather experts are saying on this Friday. A dangerous heat wave continuing to impact much of the western U.S. into the middle of next week. Heat-related warnings and advisories extending across most of California and Nevada into the interior northwest. Critical fire weather, including low relative humidity and gusty winds, is forecast from northern California into Montana throughout the day today. So again, be safe out there if you're in the northwest or the west coast. And stay tuned to, of course, EWTN for all the latest information. Right now on a Friday, we do need to get to the news. It is six minutes past the hour. You're listening to EWTN. The Indiana Supreme Court, as Catholic News Agency explains, siding with the church in the dismissal of a Catholic school teacher who had entered into a same-sex marriage. In the opinion, the justices stating religious freedom protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution does encompass the right of religious institutions to decide for themselves, free from state interference, matters of church government. This principle is known as the Church Autonomy Doctrine and applies in this case and requires this lawsuit to be dismissed. The lawsuit against the Archdiocese filed by Joshua Payne Elliott, a former teacher at Cathedral High School, In 2017, he entered into a same-sex marriage with another Catholic school teacher in the Archdiocese. The Archdiocese of Indianapolis commenting the court is protecting the Archdiocese's right to ensure students and families receive an authentic Catholic education. An American nun kidnapped in Burkina Faso has now been freed after five months in captivity. Devin Watkins with Vatican News explaining the 83-year-old American missionary sister was kidnapped by still unidentified armed men. A U.S. Catholic nun, Sister Suellen Tennyson, who spent five months at the hands of armed men in northern Burkina Faso, has been freed, according to her congregation. The 83-year-old nun from the Order of the Marianites of the Holy Cross was seized on April 5th at a convent in a parish in Yargo, where she had been serving as a missionary. Yes, it is true. Sister Suellen has been recovered. She is now safe and in U.S. custody, wrote the Marianites of the Holy Cross in a Facebook post on Wednesday. Bishop Theophilinari of Kaya Diocese further confirmed the nun's release, expressing his great joy and gratitude to God. Bishop Nare said that there was no information about the conditions of her release. He, however, expressed gratitude to those who worked towards it. 
Sister Sue Ellen is now in a safe place and is in good health, he said. Vatican News had earlier reported that Sister Tennyson, a New Orleans native, had been stationed in Burkina Faso since 2014 before she was kidnapped. She was serving as a pastoral minister and she also supported the people that worked in the clinic run by the parish in Yago. Two other Marianite nuns were at the convent when it was attacked in April by a group of about ten armed men. The gunman destroyed some of the nuns' possession and kidnapped only Sister Tennyson during the attack. So far, the identity of the nuns' kidnappers remains unknown. Burkina Faso is one of the countries in the Sahel region of Africa which has seen concerning levels of violence fueled by extremist activities and economic and political crises. Militant groups linked to Al-Qaeda and the so-called Islamic State are active in the Sahel region and have been known to carry out attacks against civilians. In other news this morning, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy criticizing Joe Biden for recent comments, including his speech last night, aimed at former President Donald Trump and his supporters. President Biden has chosen to divide, demean, and disparage his fellow Americans. Why? Simply because they disagree with his policies. That is not leadership. McCarthy also calling for an apology from Joe Biden. The first lines out of his mouth should be to apologize for slandering tens of millions of Americans as fascists. McCarthy adding Joe Biden has launched an assault on the soul of the nation. Biden, who identifies himself as a devout Catholic, says those who support Donald Trump are taking America backwards, though as if there should be no right to choose abortion, contraception, or no right to, quote-unquote, marry the person you love. Trump responding on his truth at social platforms, saying, among other things, the speech was awkward and angry. Eddie McGovern tells us the Border Patrol is taking another large group of migrants into custody in far southern California. Agents apprehended 100 suspected illegal immigrants early Tuesday morning as they tried to climb over the fence near Friendship Park. But they weren't from Mexico. They were from 12 different countries, including Somalia, Afghanistan, and Brazil. The Border Patrol says of the more than 145,000 migrants taken into custody by agents in the San Diego sector so far this fiscal year, more than 44,000 were from countries other than Mexico. There's a new twist in the surge of fentanyl flooding the U.S. from Mexico. DEA agents in Texas, Washington State, and California say they're starting to see rainbow-colored fake pills that are laced with a deadly opioid. They look like candy and could catch the eye of children. It takes just a small dose of the drug to kill an adult, let alone a child. Student test scores in math and reading plummeting since the coronavirus. The National Center for Education Stats reporting reading and math scores for nine-year-olds have both dropped. Reading scores seeing the most significant drop since 1990, while math scores fell for the first time ever. The results compare performances on the NAEP long-term trending reading and math assessments for nine-year-olds from the winter of 2020 to the winter of this year. Students asked if they had attended class from outside of school during the last school year, with 70% saying yes. Well, Rick Hoschel tells us a National Hurricane Center in Miami says Tropical Storm Danielle has now formed in the North Atlantic. It ends a nearly two-month period without a named storm. Danielle is the fourth named storm of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. Storms located about a 1,000 miles west of the Azores and is meandering slowly to the east. Although Danielle is expected to intensify into a hurricane, there's no threat to land. Off-duty pilots are picketing at several major airports across the country this week. They say pre-COVID contracts, making them receive, well, have them underpaid and overworked. It's time that Delta Airlines puts forth a contract to the Delta pilots that reflects the contributions we've made. 
That's Captain Darren Hartman picketing at Detroit's Metropolitan Airport. It's more trouble for airlines, which have received nearly six times more passenger complaints this year over at last about flight problems, delays, and cancellations. Research showing airlines have increased capacity by roughly 25%, but it's not enough as travel rebounds from COVID. And California residents are being told not to charge their electric cars due to power grid fears just days after regulators voted for a gas car sales ban. These folks in Los Angeles are a bit frustrated. If they're cutting down power, how are you going to charge your vehicle? We're not there yet. Everyone's using EVs tomorrow. The grid can't support it. This Los Angeles man also says now is not the time for the average consumer to buy an electric car. Have a trip to go on. You can't depend on an electric vehicle to take you there. It's kind of a hassle. Whereas you have a gasoline engine, you just got to crank the key and go. Due to excessive heat in the Golden State, officials are asking residents to avoid using large appliances and charging electric vehicles during peak usage hours of 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. The state did just announce a plan to ban sales of new gas-powered cars by 2035 in an effort to curb greenhouse gases. Republican House Minority Whip Steve Scalise of Louisiana tweeting, and this from the same state that's going to force everyone to buy electric cars by 2035. 13 minutes past the hour in our newscast, AAA expecting the holiday weekend travel numbers to return to near pre-COVID levels. An estimated 137 million people will be traveling over the long weekend. That's over 50% of the country. The group says record high summer gas prices aren't really impacting those who want to take to the roads. The peak travel times will be Friday afternoon, this afternoon, and, of course, late Monday afternoon when most folks return home. Almost 14 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a great Friday morning. Thanks for listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Check us out online. All the info is there, especially when we have our segments with Doug Keck, which is coming up because you can always just go to EWTN.com. If you're driving, we want you to have, if you're on your way to a weekend getaway for Labor Day weekend, want you to keep those arms and hands inside the vehicle at all times, but just listen closely to the website. It's very, very simple, EWTN.com. Doug Keck coming up. Stay tuned. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. When you see the world with Catholic eyes, you see God's hand at work in human history. You see the true, the good, and the beautiful. With a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville, you see the world as it truly is. This online program helps you see art, literature, theology, psychology, and more as occasions for grace. Find out more about the Master's in Catholic Studies at franciscan.edu mcs. That's franciscan.edu mcs. 
People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Catch up with Doug Keck with the inside word of what's coming up on programming in the next couple of days and weeks. Doug, I can't believe it's already Liberty Day weekend. I thought we were just talking about Memorial Day weekend. Good morning. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, time flies when you're having fun and even <laughs> when you're not. And uh, unfortunately, uh, when you get older, it flies even flies faster. Quickly, so. yeah. <laughs> got that right. So what's coming up on the network? Well, we've got some uh, great programming starting tomorrow. We got some first Saturday programming. The the Franciscan uh, missionaries, our, our friars, are going to have a uh, a special devotion, reparation for the Immaculate Heart of Mary on uh, first Saturday. Uh, we've got a Marian procession from the Holy Land coming up uh, at three p.m. in the afternoon as well. From the in the site of the Annunciation Incarnation from Nazareth, it's a Rosary procession. You can check that out. New episodes of uh, Defending Life kick off uh, Saturday night uh, at 11 o'clock. So that obviously will be every week after that. On Sunday, you got the beatification of Pope John Paul I coming from Rome mm. uh, live at 4.30 a.m. and then encoring at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We've got some programming as well on Sunday. Father Vincent Cappadano uh, called and chosen, a program on him, and also a Mass on Tuesday day after Labor Day, uh, a Mass for the Servant of God, Father Vincent Capitano. Obviously, there's been some discussion because I know his uh, cause has been put on hold, right. but mm-hmm. uh, we continue to support him, obviously. Also, uh, on Sunday is the beginning of a new series of programs uh, shot in the Holy Land, actually by our German team, uh, Stones and Pearls, and it's uh, it kind of goes through all of the... Uh, Different de- different devotions uh, related to the Rosary, all the mysteries, and uh, from the locations. So that's cool. start this Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern and run throughout the fall. And uh, we're going to re-air some episodes of the Philosopher's Bench with uh, Peter Craved. And actually, this weekend we're shooting new ones, so people can look for those in the future. And we're really excited about a program called From the Heart with Mother Angelica, premiering next Thursday, September 8th, Our Lady's Birthday. Um, of course, and what these are are these are segments that were pulled out of the holy hours that Mother did in the late eighties and the early nineties, where she'd do these holy hours, uh, and we took her talks from those holy hours and uh, packaged them into a wow. series of programs called "From the Heart with Mother Angelica" as an intro to the program by uh, Father Joseph. So people should check that out starting next Thursday, September eighth, and then re-airing uh, at ten a.m. 10.30 a.m. Eastern this fall on Thursday. So uh, that's where it's going to be. We're excited about that program, all of our programming. Obviously, we've got our family celebration coming up at the end of the month, which I know you will be at mm-hmm. in, in Phoenix. And we're going to have a great lineup of speakers. Jeanette's going to be speaking. And, uh Marcus and, and, and Father Mitch. And then uh, Father uh, Spitzer's going to be there. And we're going to do a little bit of a live show, first with some of the TV, then some of the radio. So hopefully you'll be part of that, too. I would and love you'll to. Be there. 
signing books, uh, along with a lot of uh, others. Shaking hands and kissing babies, as they say. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you'd like, uh, you know, this first time we'll have on stage Father Mitch and this Father Spitzer. So that's really exciting. Wow. And if you, you know, people, so many people love Father Spitzer. A great chance, uh, and he's such a nice guy. uh, A great chance for people to uh, press the flesh and and to meet him and to get his book and and other books. you know, of our different authors, including yourself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, purchased, if you don't have it, at our at our catalog, and then get it signed by the author. So it's so much fun. Check that it's out. A, yeah, it's a really nice event, because you get to meet the people, as they say, you know, in the biz, up close and personal, but you really get to talk to them and find out. And the people that are there are so vested in what we do and really right. appreciate the work, and, and the, it's always neat to hear their stories about how Mother Angelica or Father Spitzer or someone has affected, right. has impacted their life. Absolutely, and it's a one-day event. It's actually on October 1st, and right before that we have an event that's kind of related, kind of an in-house event for our radio Radio. affiliates Mm -hmm. that's happening right before that. So that's uh, uh, something people can sign up for if they're a radio affiliate, But uh, and that has a cost to sign with it. But the actually family celebration, the one-day event on October 1st is totally free. Did he say free? He said free. It's free. If it's free, it's for me, as a friend of mine always says. And Absolutely. I love no, it's it's a really nice event, and I really encourage people to think about going. And it's a lot of fun, and you get to meet, again, the personalities up close and personal and kind of share your thoughts and let us know how you feel. So it's a, it's, it really is a kind of a big group hug, and, and we all need that right now, especially post-COVID and just how yep. crazy it is in the world. Because you go to something like this, and you don't feel, you realize you're not alone. The world Absolutely. and the pro aborts and everyone who's against us, they want us to think we're alone. We're in a minority when we're not. Absolutely, and and that's the, always been the great uh, thing in my mind with EWTN. It's uh, through television, radio, now the internet, etc. Every which way uh, you can think, uh, there's a way to connect to the truth of the world. Um, you know, the eternal word, and realize, you know what, you're connected to an incredible number of people. The trouble is, in many cases, we've been cowed into uh, not speaking up or not standing up because, you know, we're we're Christians. We don't want to really fight with people. We're not looking to uh, constantly argue with people. That's not what a Christian does. But we need to stand up. But we have a secular society that's pounding us into the ground. Uh, and telling us to shut up. And uh, it is, like you said, this ability to go there and realize, wow, all these people, they they think just like I do, not in some kind of cultish way, but in the sense of knowing in my heart uh, the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Catholic Church, the truth of what our Lord said, the fact that Our Lady really appeared at Fatima and Guadalupe, and all those things are true. And well, even last weekend we had over a 1,000 people, Doug, at the Divine Mercy Conference, and everyone mm-hmm. that came up to me, heard about it through EWTN. And and so many people listening to particular radio affiliates that right. they mentioned or would, would listen to us online or on the app or whatever. But the impact that it has, and to see the people there, that was a shot in the arm for the speakers as well as, I think, for those in attendance. It, it does help because it, you, exactly. And in fact, one of the things I tend to do at work is when we get some uh, positive statements from view, through viewer services, we get some negative ones too, I can tell you that. But the... Uh, on the positive ones, I send it out to to our staff around the globe uh, to remind them, you know, we're not just, this isn't just a job, and you're not wasting your time. There are Mm -hmm. people all over the world, in China, Mongolia, in Africa, 
uh, furthest places, Sweden, Norway, wherever, who, who are getting in touch and saying, you know, I, I, you're my lifeline. I, you know, you turn me around or, you know, I've just come into the church. Uh, all of these things uh, because of EWTN, uh, not because of EWTN, but because of what EWTN puts out there is what it is. And that was Mother's Vision. Her goal was always our job is to get the gospel out there, soak the, the world with the truth. Mm-hmm. It's up to God, then, to convert people's hearts and for people to be open to it. Right. We're not the Savior. Jesus, God is the Savior, and we put it out there. We do what we're called to do, put it into the deep, as the Gospel said yesterday, be fishers of men. But the rest is up to that person in that individual call in their heart to have that relationship with Christ in the church. And I think sometimes we forget that, we get upset. But as long as we are doing what God has called us to do by being faithful to to Mother's desires and and hopes that we're on her heart for the network and putting it just... Just again, just soaking, as you said, I love that that phrase, soaking the world with the gospel and the truths of the church, then the rest is up to those people receiving it. Absolutely, and that's what our role is. Our role isn't to browbeat people into believing or to force them to believe anything. Our thing is to say, you know, this is what I believe is true. I know this is true, uh, and, and my job is to tell you that I think this is true, and I think you should believe it because it's true. That being said, everybody has free will. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's so that we can all make a decision ultimately at some point in our life. Are we with Jesus or against him? And Mother used to say, I remember uh, right around 2000 in that area, uh, she used to say, the day is coming, if not here, where you won't be able to sit on the fence anymore. No lukewarmness, wow. no more kind of like, oh, kind of a, you know, everyday cast sort of. It's going to be, you're going to have to decide, are you or aren't, aren't you? you? It's going to be a, a stark choice, and we're seeing it today, right? Yeah, right, and it's like that verse in Revelation, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. You're either hot mm-hmm. or cold. Doug, have a blessed weekend. Look forward you to too. catching up with you next week. Looking forward to the big celebration at the end of the month, both the radio conference and the family celebration. All the information, check it out, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, coming up next. Stay tuned. Do you feel shame, despair, or anger due to an experience with sexual assault or abuse? Are you experiencing anxiety, depression, or isolation? Don't suffer in silence. There is help available. Donna Mercy is offering a 10-week healing program in English and Spanish for anyone harmed by sexual assault. The next healing group starts August 31st. Whether your assault was recent or years ago, call now. Call 469-613-3296 or email healing at donnamercy.org. St. Joseph is the patron saint of the home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio's network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. Catholic Radio here on the Guadalupe Radio Network is Radio for Your Soul. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Our Fall share theme this year is It's for Your Soul. Catholic Radio helps us learn about our faith, grow in virtue, and desire God and a life of holiness with all our soul. Please make plans to support KTH 910 AM during the Fall share Tuesday, September 13th through Friday, September 16th. Pray, pledge, and promote the share so we can keep Catholic Radio on the air. 
Are you a small company needing IT help? Is your computer running slow? Do you need help securing your network? Do you want the peace of mind knowing your computers are running optimally and securely? I'm Charles Gura, a parishioner at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Carrollton and a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We can be reached at 214-702-6996 or online at pro-multis.com, P-R-O-M-U-L-T-I-S.com. We use our talents to help with your technology so you can use your talents to run your business. Friday is going well. It's 28 minutes past the hour. It is September 2nd, 2022. Good to be with you. Fact Check Friday, where we take a look at what's happening in the media, what the media uh, should be or are doing, perhaps. Uh, in this case, I do want to give them at least some credit for the local media and covering this story that did go viral and actually did get picked up by some of the national outlets as well, thanks be to God. So I always agree that we should give credit where credit is due. But now they need to follow up on this, as we certainly will be doing here at our news outlets at EWTN. Big story that broke earlier this week when videos are dropped from the undercover uh, outfit, which is known as Project Veritas. It's a, a, a conservative organization, and they do look at uh, extreme liberal bias, not just in the media, but uh, in other areas in terms of as well as discrimination as we, or alleged discrimination as in this case that's being revealed and now investigated in Connecticut. So for all the details, you may still go to catholicnewsagency.com, and the story was posted on Wednesday, August 31st, headlined, The Connecticut Catholic Bishops Condemning Anti-Catholic Comments Made by Public School Officials. Connecticut's Catholic dioceses have condemned comments made in a video by a public elementary school assistant principal who admitted on a hidden camera that he does discriminate against Catholics in the hiring process. And we're going to play the statement from the Catholic Conference in Connecticut in a minute, but I just want to give you the basis of the stories in case you did not hear it. Healy called, the, uh, they're talking about Christopher Healy, who is the head of the uh, Catholic Connecticut Conference, called the alleged discriminatory practices at the elementary school, Coscob Elementary, unacceptable, and called on the school district and the state's Department of Education to investigate the matter. So again, we will be playing that for you in just a bit, but I just wanted to give you a little bit more background. The comments made by Jeremy Boland, assistant principal of the elementary school in Greenwich, Connecticut, which also, as Catholic News Agency explains, is one of the wealthiest municipalities in the country. He was secretly recorded in a conversation with an unidentified reporter from Project Veritas and can be seen saying you don't hire them in response to a question asking about Catholic applicants in the hiring process. So would you ever hire a Catholic then, the female journalist who was sitting with Bolin at a restaurant asked in a follow-up question. No, I don't want to. Because if someone is raised hardcore Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. You can never change their mindset. So when you ask them to consider something like a new opportunity or you have to think about this differently, they're stuck. They're just rigid. Now, Tori Jones, the superintendent of the Greenwich Public School System, said that a full investigation is taking place. Jones added the school doesn't support any opinions that promote discriminatory hiring practices based on race, religion, gender, or age in any way. And we want to remind our entire community that our curriculum, policies, and procedures are strictly enforced by our board. Okay, so they say an investigation is underway. Now, there are two people that are running for office for, I think, for, uh, for Congress again, Blumenthal and then the Republican candidate, both of whom on Wednesday came out right away and said, this is unacceptable, we need to investigate, and this is a direct violation of religious freedom. Now, there's also age discrimination allegations as well, because he said that this same 
assistant principal, claimed that he didn't like to hire people over 30, much over 30, because they can't be, and I'm paraphrasing here, they can't be molded into his version of politics and progressivism. And this is what it was all about. Now, my question would be, and we're going to be following up on this as well, but these are some of the questions that the secular media should be asking. There shouldn't be just a one big splash. And again, we're glad that they covered this. We're glad that the the video has been seen hundreds of thousands of times. As of Tuesday night, it was over 200,000 times. I'm sure it's much higher now. There was also another video that was dropped today, or actually yesterday, through Project Veritas, regarding a private school in New York City that promises a balanced education for their students, but they interviewed one of the new lower-level supervisors, and she was just going on and on about how much she is able to get her progressive agenda in and how she even encourages students and takes them to the Women's March and anti-Trump marches. I mean, uh, of course, the former president's name came up many times in, in that segment. But again, the the question I have is, if this isn't what you do as a district or as a school, if you don't endorse this kind of thing, then how do you explain someone being so comfortable with a stranger and just coming right out and saying, nah, you know, we don't hire them. No, I don't want to. Because if someone is raised hardcore Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. So I basically don't hire them. You're not that comfortable saying that with someone unless you're in an atmosphere that allows for that kind of approach. That's just common sense. It's not like, well, I, I want to tell you this. This is how I feel. But I can't really say this you know, in my atmosphere at school because that would be considered discriminatory. No, he's just very blatant about it. Nah, this is what we do. So now we need to follow up and we need to talk to the administration. You need to talk to the school. You need to talk to the superintendent. And you also need to talk to politicians on both sides of the aisle who claim that they were going to follow up on the investigations themselves. What's going on? What is the atmosphere? Are there any cases of this? Because it's a very difficult thing to nail down because he's not going to say in an interview with a Catholic, I'm not going to hire you because you're Catholic. But there's obviously an atmosphere that allows him to be so open about this. So there needs to be follow-up questions to make sure there really is an investigation ongoing. I do want to have you listen to the very important statements that were made by the Catholic Conference in Connecticut. This is Christopher Healy, we're going to roll the tape now, who put out this video after the story broke earlier this week. He's the executive director of the Connecticut Catholic Conference. This is a video he posted on Wednesday. Friends in faith, the revelations that an official in the Greenwich School District discriminated against people of the Catholic faith who are seeking employment are extremely disturbing and should be treated as a serious breach of the public trust and state laws. Oh. So then what do you do with the Catholics if you find out someone is Catholic <laughs> It is unacceptable that any public institution engages in this conduct and we hope both the Greenwich School District and the State Department of Education investigate this matter thoroughly. The comments regarding Catholics as well as indoctrination techniques by the Coscob Elementary School assistant principal are vile and they do a profound disservice to the many Catholic teachers in public schools both in Greenwich and across the state. It is our hope that this is an isolated incident 
and not reflective of all the dedicated teachers, administrators, and support staff who are trying to provide a quality education to our children. At the same time, this is an important moment for all elected officials to denounce these practices and to guarantee that any parent or student who do have concerns about the quality of education be respected and heard. Our nation was founded on the inalienable right of freedom of religion. Any attempt to infringe on that right, no matter what faith, must be a priority of those we have entrusted to enforce those laws. That is ahead of the Catholic Conference in Connecticut following up on the video that was released regarding an assistant principal at a public school saying he doesn't hire Catholics and saying that in an undercover investigation. So the media did cover it. It did get a lot of exposure, thanks be to God. It needs to be covered continually. They need to follow up and ask the questions. Is there an investigation? What's being done? What is allowed in the atmosphere there, in this school, in this district, for someone to speak so freely with a complete stranger, talking about the indoctrination of children and the open discrimination of people with whom he disagrees? That's the follow-up that all the media need to do. To your Fact Check Friday today, we'll be right back. The Symposium on Blessed Karl of Habsburg, the last emperor and king of Austria and Hungary, is returning to North Texas on Saturday, October 15th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Plano Events Center. Come learn why Blessed Karl is a man for our times and how he and his wife Zita are models for married couples. Guest speakers include Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Archduke Edward Van Habsburg, and Blessed Karl's granddaughter, Princess Maria Anna Habsburg. Visit blessedkarl.org for information and tickets. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. Are you a woman hungry for something new, something different? Do you need spiritual food for your journey? St. Mary's Catholic Church in Sherman invites all women to the Mary and Martha Women's Retreat. The retreat takes place Saturday, September 10th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the parish. The guest speaker is Kim Brown. For more information and to register, call 903-893-5148. That's 903-893-5148. I'm Jackie De La Vallaga, teacher for homeschoolconnections.com, a sponsor of this station. Experience the joy in educating your grade school child with our newly developed grade school unit study program. We use TAN books, Story of Civilization, living books, and hands-on projects to offer an integrated curriculum. In fact, we offer a wide range of subjects for the entire family. You can learn with me, Tim Staples, Joseph Pierce, and all of the other instructors at homeschoolconnections.com. me talk about the incredible beauty of Our Lady of Victory National Shrine and Basilica in Buffalo. I had the blessing of speaking there along with my dear friends Kelly Walquist and Steve Ray last weekend for the Divine Mercy Conference. Father Chris Alara, of course, also there. 
And our host was Reverend Monsignor David LaPuma, just so gracious. And Monsignor, I can't even, my mouth dropped. I mean, I remember I was setting up my books in the morning, and Kelly went into the church and comes running back into the into the uh, the vendor area, and she says, have you been inside? Have you been inside the church? And she was crying. She had tears in her eyes. She said, I've never seen anything. She said, I feel like I'm in Rome. Monsignor, it is just so incredibly overwhelming, and you get to work there every single day. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Tristan. Thank you for uh, inviting me to join you today. I'm really grateful, and I'm very grateful that you came to Western New York last week for the Divine Mercy Conference. It was amazing, and, and you were amazing as well. Oh, you're as very speakers. kind, but what is it like working in a shrine like that every day? Well, I'm the sixth pastor since Father Baker um, began here back in 1876, mm-hmm. and um, it is very, very humbling um, every day. I do what Father Baker did. I, I look up at the statue of Our Lady of Victory, and I pray for her protection and her inspiration, because that's why we are here, because Father Baker had unwavering, unwavering faith and trust in the intercession of Our Lady of Victory, and that's why he built the shrine to begin with, because he wanted to honor her for everything that he did for him and for the city of charity that he built. Now, you were in the midst a of a celebration, place. right? Yes, this is, we're calling it our centennial, but it's actually a five-year celebration that began in August of 2021. That's 100 years ago when Father Baker laid the cornerstone with Bishop Turner, who was the bishop at the time, uh, after everything that he accomplished, the, build, the extension of the orphanage, the building of the infant home, the hospital, the protectory for troubled youth. Um, when he finally accomplished all those things, he said, I need to build a shrine to honor her, that he experienced when he went to Europe. He saw the shrines. He actually went to St. Peter's, so he, he saw that experience as well. So we, we began in August of uh, 19, or 2021. The first Mass was celebrated at Christmas of 1925, and then it was consecrated uh, in May of uh, 1926, and then two months later was named a minor basilica. So we're using this five-year period to really shed light on the legacy of Father Baker, the human services that continue to this day. We take care of over 20,000 children and youth and families, as Father Baker did in a day. Uh, we change lives for the better each and every day. But the shrine itself is a place where people can come and truly be transformed. And as you had the experience, you really mm-hmm. are lifted up when you walk in, and you feel the very presence of God. You look up at that beautiful statue, Our Lady of Victory, and you can feel the, just the peacefulness. In the midst of COVID, when everything was shut down, we were able to stay open, not for public masses like everybody else, but just because of yet security. So people were coming in and out, praying constantly, and we have that great gift every day that they can come at 6.30 in the morning until seven o'clock at night and just come and pray and, and find peace and consolation and whatever they're whatever they need in their life so this centennial um, we're doing a series of concerts a series of lecture series we were pleased to host the divine mercy conference these are the things we want to do to get people into the door to come inside right. and see for themselves and to have that experience. Well, it was great last week because there were so many people from not only Buffalo, as you know this, Monsignor, but people from Texas, California, Canada, uh, all across the country. I talked to a a mother and a daughter who drove all the way in from Kansas. I believe even there were some people who came in overseas because of their love for, obviously, St. Faustine and the Divine Mercy message, but wanting to come to this incredible shrine and basilica. We're talking with Reverend Monsignor David LaPuma. I want to direct people to the website, Monsignor. What's the best website for the shrine and basilica? It's real simple. It's uh, OLV Basilica. 
dot um, org, right? Dot org, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Org. Now let's talk about Venerable Nelson Baker. As a matter of fact, we had uh, there was an episode regarding him on EWTN's They Might Be Saints. They were in last year recording it in August of 2021. So where is his cause right now? He's venerable at this point, right? Yes, there's four stages, as you probably right. know. Uh, servant of God when they opened the case back in 1987. Um, and then in 19, uh, January 14, 2011, uh, he was named Venerable Nelson Baker based on the Positio, the, the extensive uh, documentation of the virtues of his life. Um, and it was recommended then that he be moved from the um, uh, cemetery next door of Holy Cross where he was buried with his parents in 1936 and bring his body uh, into the Basilica. So he's entombed in the Basilica at the Shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes, and that's been since actually 1999, mm-hmm. uh, prior to the Venerable State. And the idea there is we need two intercessory miracles, one for beatification and one for canonization. So by having the tomb more accessible to people, as I said, they can come in every day and pray, and you'll always find people kneeling there at the tomb praying for intercession, and we're hoping and praying that at some point we will have a miracle that will pass the muster, to lack of a better word, um, mm-hmm. in Rome that would get finally get approved uh, by the Holy Father, Pope Francis. We only have about uh, about six, seven minutes left, but how did he get sure. started with this whole effort? Kind of give us the summary in terms of what he's done uh, in that area and, and how it continues to, to last with serving the needy. Sure. <clears throat> Well, when he was assigned here after being ordained in 1876, he was here first five years serving as the assistant, and then he went away for a year because it was kind of discouraging, kind of the cost of everything, and the priest that was in charge. So the bishop reassigned him, but then within a year the bishop realized he had to bring him back. And so Father Baker took over as the superintendent, basically, and the pastor. And then he just continued to grow everything by writing to the postmasters in the country and asking for their Catholic women organizations. And for 25 cents, he wrote to all of these women when he got the names, and he asked them for 25 cents to remember the prayers and intercessions and novenas here uh, at the shrine. And to this day, we have over 60,000 donors across the country that wow. are giving because of that. And we call him the patron saint of direct mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, his Father Baker's motivation was to never say no, to see every human need, every human person, obviously in the image and likeness of God. So to care for orphans, uh, troubled youth. Um, in 1908, he saw that people were giving up their babies. They were finding parts in the can- baby parts in the canals, which was heartbreaking oh. for him and heartbreaking for us. But he, at that moment, said, i got to do something. And again, he prayed through the intercession of Our Lady of Victory, and he built what's called the Infant Home, the Home for Unblood Mothers. And the girls started coming from all over Western New York, all over the country. Their parents would bring them here or drop them off. And he gave them an education. He gave them the option to keep their babies. Um, he grew, the, again, the orphanage and the opportunity. And it was just every step of the way, he said yes. And that's what inspires me the most about him is his deep faith. And and always when you say yes to God and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. you know, you look around and say, this is all possible because one little guy, one little priest <laughs> said yes to God and trusted so great in the intercession of our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Victory. And we call it the city of charity that Father Baker built, right. and it continues to this day. And he's called the father of the fatherless and the padre of the poor. I love that. That's beautiful. Yes, yeah, exactly, because that's what he was. He was a father to everybody, and especially people that didn't have a chance, kids that didn't have a chance. Um, and he always looked at them as not as bad kids. He always saw these are young men, young women that need direction, 
and he treated them with such respect and dignity. We have people come back to this day that their grandparents or parents were here, and they say what a difference their lives are because of Father Baker and what he did for them here. Are you finding, Monsignor, that because of the event you're having, that more and more people are discovering the story of Venerable Father Baker and also coming to enjoy this and really get a lot out of praying at Our Lady of Victory, visiting Buffalo for this very reason? Exactly, exactly. Prior to COVID, we'd get about 40,000 visitors a year. Mm. Um, and now they're starting to come back. The tour groups are coming in, the pilgrimage groups are coming in from Canada and all over. But the more and more we tell the story, and that's why I'm grateful to you today for this podcast, the more and more we get the message out there, the more and more people will pray through Father Baker's intercession. Uh, we'll get those miracles that we need. But I think people have to come and see firsthand, as you saw, uh. what an amazing treasure this is. And, and really an inspiration to all of us that we can all make this world a better place simply by praying, you know, trusting in God and asking our Blessed Mother to, to be the one who inspires all of us to say yes to God and look what Mary was able to do by her yes. And that's the yes that we all have to continue to this very day. Amen. And in terms of the construction of something this massive and beautiful, I mean, you, you walk into the church and you feel like you're getting a glimpse not only of church history. I mean, there's a whole the whole dedication of Our Lady right. of Lepanto and all of that, but you, the, the angels, I kept talking to you about the angels everywhere. They're just so beautiful. But the stained glass windows and, and the altar, which reminds me of the Baldacchino in St. Peter's, how did he get right. such beautiful construction, the details of the religious art. That must have been quite an undertaking for him, Monsignor. It, it was. The first thing he did was he hired the architect, Emile Ulrich, who was um, born in France, trained in France in arch uh, liturgical architecture, uh, came to the United States and went to Ohio. And Baker heard about him, and um, he brought him here, and he said, look, at, I, <clears throat> I want you to go to Italy. Uh, I want you to look at St. Peter's. Um, I want you to uh, begin designing. And so the two of them worked together. And then he brought in um, Professor Raghi from Italy, who was the one that did the interior dome and a lot of the um, artwork that's inside. Um, but then there were multiple people that worked on the statuary. The stations alone uh, are incredible. They're oh, my goodness. They're from Marble in Italy. Yeah. Uh, so he brought in the best of the best. There's over 40 different types of marble from Italy on the inside. The red marble over the Baltacino that you referenced is from Spain. Uh, the outside uh, granite, the white granite, is from the state of Georgia here. And the windows were actually uh, made here in Buffalo by a company at the time. So he didn't spare any expense, and this, this is a miracle, too. When he started, he didn't have a penny, but he went back to the same donors. He asked for $10 for a brick of marble. He reached out across the country and locally here as well. And by the time that it was completed in, for the dedication, uh, it was completely paid for to the tune of 3.5 to 3.8 million dollars. Wow! And the bishop was amazed that he was able. Bishop Turner was amazed that he was able to accomplish that in a five-year period. And also, still continue to serve the poor and the needy in the area. See, this is a really oh, yeah. important point here, Monsignor, because, and you know this. I mean, because you're an experienced religious, and you're in this place that is so magnificent. And some people would say, "Well, they should have taken all that money and still donated it to the poor." Well, he was doing the same. He never stopped serving the poor. As a matter of fact, that ministry never grew. Stopped. But this is why people go to Rome, why they go to Notre Dame, why they go to these magnificent basilicas in Poland or the Holy Land, wherever. This is glorifying God. This, the beauty opens people up to God, and so you glorify God, and so you're serving the world in a very important way, in addition to serving the bodily and, and, and the spiritual needs of the people. 
It's exactly right. People are inspired to do more and to give more because of coming here and praying. And the stained glass windows, the art, the, the statuary, all of that. And you got to remember that Father Baker lived another 10 years after he finished the Basilica, and he lived through the Depression. He opened up the bread lines. He's the first one to open the doors to the black community. They came and he fed them, and they were amazed that he cared about them because uh-huh. people were saying, why are you dealing with them? And they asked if they could become Catholic, and he started with a group of 50, and he grew it to 500 to the point where he built a church just so that the black community had their own parish and could worship uh, together. And um, now we, you know, we want everybody to be more integrated, of course. But right. back in the day, that was a pretty amazing, you know, that he was able to do that. And, you know, he died at the age of 94. Wow. <laughs> so he basically died from being tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm 62, and I said, I can't. <laughs> you're, so you and I are the same age. I just turned 63 <laughs> yesterday, but yeah. yeah. Well, Monsignor, it was great to meet you, and, and what, what a beautiful place. And thank you for this story, and, and thanks to John, you're, you're a PR person who sent me an email, yeah. and I said, yeah, I definitely wanted to do more on it anyway but he was really it was an answer to prayer but i do want to let people know as he did in this email that there's a 3d tour you can actually take a 3d experience on the website so there's so much on this website website. it's great yeah it's terrific and also we have a link on the website olvbasilica.org to the uh, they might be saints segment which ewtn shot there last year and which was on the air actually in february so it's just a it's just a wealth of beauty and information about not only venerable father baker but just about this beautiful shrine and basilica that i i have to come back monsignor because you know when you're a speaker and you're selling books and you gotta have talk to do you have to make sure you're 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 hitting all those points because that's what you're expected to do but it was just incredible a mass there was something like something i've experienced in one of the uh, the amazing pilgrimage spots overseas. So thank you for all that you do and, and continued you. blessings on your community. And what a great spot for a regional pilgrimage, for a pilgrimage stateside. So check it out, olvbasilica.org. Monsignor, thank you so much. Have a blessed weekend, and we'll be right back on Catholic Connections. Stay tuned. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically own shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Ciao, amici. Hello, friends. Teresa Tamio here with some great and breaking news. We still have a few seats left for our very special Tease Italy premier pilgrimage, La Dolce Fide, coming up this November 6th to the 14th. It's a trip of a lifetime with seven nights in Italy, including extended stays in Assisi, Orvieto, and Rome, and special stops in several breathtaking hill towns of Umbria and Lazio. It's a very special pilgrimage, but only a few seats left. So call now, 800-727-1999. Again, 800-727-1999. By September 6, or go to the AveMariaRadio.net travel page. This sale ends on Labor Day. We don't want you to miss out. So we'll see you hopefully in Italy. Ciao. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. beautiful and safe and peaceful Labor Day weekend and stay tuned to EWTN as you heard all the great programming coming up as Doug Keck mentioned EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net great resources for your daily faith walk. Monday we are off for the Labor Day holiday so we'll be airing best ofs as we say in the biz and then we'll be back live with you on Tuesday morning and we're still working on that schedule because Andrew and I like to be very very up to date on current issues and so we try to draw on what's happening in the world so we're still working on that so I'm not sure who's coming up Tuesday but it'll be worth your while I promise you that because he does a great job in helping me put this show together so go and enjoy this weekend relax and pray and stay close to Jesus and the church and check out as we mentioned with Monsignor the beautiful shrine of Our Lady of Victory in Buffalo LLVBasilica.org have a great weekend we'll talk to you on a Tuesday and happy birthday Lily and Frankie ciao ciao You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Did you know that every Saturday afternoon during the 3 p.m. hour, we feature two KATH 9:10 a.m. interviews of the week, highlighting guests from the Dallas and Fort Worth diocese who share valuable information about Catholic news and events from right here in North Texas? We interview local priests, religious, educators, heads of local apostolates, authors, among others. If it's local and Catholic, it's on the KATH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week, heard each Saturday beginning at 3:10 p.m. after the Divine Mercy Chaplet, right here on 9:10 a.m. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. 
Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 